All right, we're back. How's that sound, Ray? A little loud? It's a little, okay? little loud, but I'm used to the uh, piercing sound waves of Kevin Vela's voice. Okay. So it sounds great. Welcome to another VK podcast, otherwise known as Office Hours, otherwise known as not a very popular podcast yet. 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 Dot com. Uh, dot net. Great intro music by Armando Robles. Who's Armando Robles? Um... I think we found him on uh, Elance, maybe, <laughs> and we just told him to make some Odesk. <laughs> That'd be great. We're still looking for some new intro theme music, so if you have it, please send it to us. Uh, this is VK Office Hours. is a podcast. We do have a topic. I do want to share something with Ray. I went to lunch the other day with a someone in the community, in the kind of business community, and he mentioned that he had been listening to our podcast. Excellent. And he said that he had found the podcast prior to someone making an introduction to us, and he found them very informative. Well, it's good to know that they uh, provide access in prison to our <laughs> podcast, a captive, a literally captive audience. <laughs> I don't think he was not in prison. He was a very respectable member of the community, so happy to know that there's other people out there listening. Okay, so as you know, or if you stumbled upon this, if you don't know, the intent of this podcast is to focus on... Small business issues, small business uh, matters, small business issues, things affecting small businesses, and startups. We haven't really launched into, Ray, a, a, a series of startup podcasts, which I think we will do. We'll focus on real startup kind of financing issues. I think we can do a lot of interesting things there. But we're really more generally talking about small businesses. Last podcast, we talked about choice of law. We've talked about classifying your workers, your service providers, as employees or independent contractors. We have discussed uh, the automatic renewal trap. We have discussed things to watch out for when starting your business. So what we want to talk about today is how to terminate, affectionately known as fire, like you like to say, fire an employee. Yeah, it's a very uh, important topic. I've, I've written on it some in the past, and um, I've been involved in litigation over terminated employees on both sides of, of the docket before. And it's something you need to think very carefully about uh, when you do it because you need to do it right. Otherwise, it can create a massive headache for you. So I think termination of employees, um, once you decide to classify them as employees, is a very important thing to do. And you know it, it could take 10 podcasts to go through all the nuances, but I think we want to try to at least hit on a broad overview here. So before we talk about how to terminate someone... Let's back it up a little bit and talk about how to hire someone. That's a good point. I mean, it would be really excellent to be able to terminate somebody without hiring them. Um, there's people <laughs> I see on the elevator every day at other businesses that if I had the power to terminate them, I would. Long God, ago. I had such a uncomfortable, boring, uh, you know, useless elevator talk yesterday. And because it was a Wednesday, it was the end of Wednesday, so I couldn't get the typical, it's Wednesday, you yeah. know, halfway there. So as I'm walking off the elevator, I mean, literally, this person, I stared at each other for, you know, six seconds writing down. As I'm walking off, they said, so you got plans for tonight? Yeah. Thinking, why do you care? It's a Wednesday night. I'm probably going to go home with my family. I don't know who you are. Yeah, it's very annoying. Do you want me to tell you exactly what I'm going to do? How are you supposed to answer that question? You just say no. You say, you say <laughs> well, no, and I'm really, happy, really excited about it. I'm not doing anything. That is very, it is very frustrating, and Wednesday to me is the worst day because of that moment. It's halfway to Friday. Thursday is almost equally annoying because Thursday everybody just says, oh, it feels like Friday. No, it doesn't. It feels like Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> it's not Friday yet. You know, like, I don't understand why something feels like Friday. I always like to throw it back because I don't think these people know 
what they're, they're not purposely trying to have this uncomfortable. They're trying to have comfortable elevator chatter, but it's uncomfortable. I was going to throw it back and say, well, what's going on? Yeah. As if. Should I be invited? Yeah. Is there something going on? And I also like it whenever people say, hey, what's going on? And your response is, not much. What's up? Well, that person just asked you what's going on, and you're just firing it's, it right back to them. shifting the burden. Yeah. shifting the burden. And speaking of, I mean, everybody in this building knows that we do not get internet or phone service in the elevator, yet I'm always right. acting Staring like I'm talking on the phone. I'm like, hold oh, no, no, I got a call. We know it doesn't work. It's, it's a total Okay, lie. so that deals with our, uh, our pointless elevator talk. So back to, you know, hiring employees. Hiring the right employee, that's, you know, for HR people to help you with. But I think an important thing that a lot of people overlook is having an employee handbook. You need an employee handbook to outline things such as conduct. What is the conduct like at the office place? Rude behavior, rude language, acting rude you know, towards other or lewd or lavicious behavior. Is that the right word? Right? Lascivious. Lascivious. What does lavicious mean? It's, it's just mispronounced lascivious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lascivious and lavicious behavior. Hours of hours that you're working, you know, if you hire a, let's just say you, you run a tech firm and you have a bunch of developers and engineers who like to come in at 10 and they work until 9 every night because that's just how developers and engineers are. And then you go and hire a staff person and they're not an engineer or developer and you expect them to be an 8 to 5 and they start showing up at 10 and then leaving at 5 and you say, you need to be in here at 8, how are they going to know when they're supposed to be in there? Yeah, I think there's a... Um there's a, a broader issue that needs to be remembered on some of these employee handbooks. First of all, employee handbooks are kind of like fruitcakes. Everybody just passes them around. I, don't, I think the first employee handbook was written back in 1910, and everybody's just copied it and pasted it and, and, and customized it for their company. Nobody's created a brand-new employee handbook in 100 years. But the point I think Kevin's trying to make here is that you need to have some written policies and procedures so that when you go to enforce them, you have some backup to enforce them. Now, you know, there's a lot of topics inherent in here like, you know, are they an at-will employee? Are they a contract employee? We're talking about at-will employees. Employers you can fire for any reason except for a few, a handful of ones that, that unless you're a jerk, you're not going to do. Um, but they're at-will and you can, you can fire them pretty much for any reason. But you still, it helps to have written procedures so that you can point to them so that they don't haul off and think, I just want to sue you. One of the big issues that small business startups, uh, even bigger businesses have, is people get angry, legitimately so sometimes, when they get terminated. Less angry if they feel like the, the employer made it clear to me what was expected and I violated it. If it says in the handbook, this, ca this category of employees are going to work from 9 to 5, and the guy shows up at 10, routinely... He's just not going to have that level of injustice that other people do, and it might be the difference between him suing you or not. Granted, you're probably going to win that lawsuit, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. I think some of the things in the employee handbook are what you may consider to be inferred or common sense, such as treat people with respect, don't piss off the clients, wear appropriate clothing. You know, if you don't want your, your employees wearing flip-flops all summer long because you have customers coming in and out, that needs to be stated somewhere. If it's not and you go to fire them for wearing flip-flops, they might turn that into some sort of a gender or age or you know discrimination suit. So have an employee handbook. You can find them on the Internet. Consult with someone in HR or your attorney. They can help you put those together. So That's a, that's a great point, and I think um – you know, here at, at the firm, we had a problem with cargo pants for a while. And retro, if we could retroactively and put in don't wear cargo pants in our firm handbook, we would have. But I think we dipped that in the bud. Not guilty. That is not me. I know. I can be very clear about that. Okay, so now let's talk about having to terminate someone. 
you know, in some cases, if you, if, if you can avoid it at all, you'd like to not terminate them at their first offense. You'd like to have some sort of a written record. The larger the company is, the more important this is. If there's only two or three of you, no one's really going to sue you. You probably don't have a lot of money to sue anyway. But if you're a large company, you've got dozens of employees, 50, 100 employees, you definitely have to have these procedures in place. It is helpful that if you're going to terminate someone, you already have a written record of what they've done in the past. So if someone's showing up consistently late, you need to meet with them. You need to document that. You would give them a written record of that. Hey, we had a meeting today. You've been late every day this week. That is not acceptable. Please refer to page XYZ of the employee handbook. You need to be on time. That way, when you go to terminate that person, you can say, well, you're terminated for being, uh, you know, for always being late. Absolutely. And I think, you know, termination is an uncomfortable process to go through. If you ever had to to fire somebody or lay somebody off or just tell them, you know, you're not going to be working here anymore, it's very unpleasant. You need to do it. You need to do it maturely. It would be nice. I mean, if if we all did it the way we wanted to, I'd I'd do it the way that I terminated my uh, relationship with my freshman year girlfriend, (laughs) which was I just stopped talking to her. And eventually she got – we're actually technically still dating because we never had an official breakup. And if she were my employee, I'd still be responsible for paying her. But don't be like freshman year Ray and just hope the problem goes away. Ray, let's talk about – in the TWC's mind, what's the difference between an employee that gets terminated and laid off? In the well, the Texas Workforce Commission, um, it, where they come into the the picture here is on unemployment benefits. So if you have an employee that you're paying on W-2 basis, um, the TWC is going to care if if they're laid off uh, without cause. They're pretty much and this is broad, but they're pretty much going to be entitled to unemployment benefits. If you terminate somebody for cause, then generally speaking, the Workforce Commission is going to deny their claim for unemployment benefits. And just because you come up with the cause, this is a whole other topic, but just because you come up with the cause doesn't necessarily mean the TWC is going to uphold it. They still could challenge it. But generally speaking, termination for cause, no unemployment benefits, laid off or termination, you know, because you're reducing the workforce, whatever, uh, they're going to be entitled to unemployment benefits. We see more here. We have more of our clients that are dealing with this unemployment issue with the Texas Workforce Commission than we do clients getting sued. Now, there's lots of discrimination suits out there, so they definitely exist. However, it's pretty common that we have someone who terminates a client who terminates an employee. If that client hasn't properly followed our instructions regarding hiring, notification, and termination procedures, that employee will file for unemployment. And then you have to go through the TWC, and you have to present to the TWC proof that they were terminated and not laid off. The penalty can be pretty small, but generally what happens is the more unemployment claims you have, the higher your unemployment taxes will be. And employment taxes are unavoidable, and you pay those on every employee. So every time you grow, you're going to be, end up paying more in unemployment taxes. So again, just a good reason to document whatever. You need to have some sort of code of conduct or policies, procedures that the employees are supposed to follow. Or if they're... You know, if they're doing something egregious, if they're committing fraud or stealing from the company, absolutely, you can terminate them immediately. And don't hesitate to call the cops if you really think there's something going on there because that creates a record. It creates a tangible document that you can refer back to. But if they're doing something that's not in line with your company handbook, you need to let them know about that. Then when you do go to terminate them, so let's talk right for briefly about what, how do you terminate them. Um, and then let's talk about maybe some, some traps or some things to watch out for if you're going to terminate people. Uh, one of the things that we give our employees, our, our clients over here, is a termination procedure checklist. So some things you want to think about, what does that employee have access to? Email, Internet, domain names, keys, gate keys. Does that employee have company assets, phones, tablets, computers, laptops, uh, you know, equipment? 
you need to recover all of those things from this person as soon as possible. When you're terminating someone, especially if they're going to be upset about it, it's generally not a good way to recover these things. You need to plan for these things in advance. Then plan on changing your usernames and passwords where applicable, locking them out of their email if so applicable. Um, I would highly recommend that you sit down and write out what this person is, you know, what this person's job entails, what they touch, what they affect, and have a plan of everything that we need from them or we need turned over or shut off from them before we move, before you terminate them. Right. And in this day and age, um, I feel like an old geezer saying this, but, you know, with all of our technology these days, it's like herding cats trying to get all the information, all of your confidential information that your employee has access to. Now, you may have confidentiality agreements, employment agreements in place that protect that stuff, but good luck. I mean, between people emailing themselves documents or uh, information so that they can work on it from home, which might be a great thing, it's just very difficult to recover everything. You need, you know, if it's a truly tense situation or uh, an employee who's leaving to go compete with you, you need, to, you need to plan for that way in advance about what kind of access they're going to have, and that's kind of a different topic. But Kevin's right. Getting, getting all the proper uh, equipment and information and technology squared away at the moment you terminate them because you're not sure how that person's going to react. Uh, it's also a good idea. I mean, this is just common sense. You know, it's, it's a good idea to have an extra person in the room. Don't, don't terminate somebody with just on a one-to-one. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, have a witness. And for those of you who have people who take work home or do work from home, this is why it's valuable to have them do that on a company laptop because then you own that. We have a lot of issues where developers get fired and they haven't updated their latest version of the build or the code or the software, and now it's stuck on a home computer. We don't have any real way to go get, at, go to get it from them. No, you cannot withhold wages from someone. If you owe them salary, you cannot withhold that paycheck on account of them not having turned in their their uh, their information or their equipment or whatnot. Now, you can make a separate claim against them. And the only way you can withhold that is if in your employment agreement you've explained to them that this is company property, they're taking it home, and if they keep that, that you might withhold their wages. So be very careful about doing that. Yeah, I think that's a good, um, kind of a good overview. There's lots of sub-issues that pop in on the hiring and firing um, context and, and having to go through those. Hiring's fun. Firing's no fun right. at all, unless you really hate the person, then it's fun. But... It's it's an important thing to do. There's a lot of traps there. I think my message is to do everything you can to avoid getting sued. If you can stop somebody from suing you in advance, that's the best possible defense because it's just going to cost you money. Employment lawsuits are tough. Texas makes it very easy for employers to win employment lawsuits, but this still costs you a ton of money. Right. Uh, let's talk briefly. Right, you know, I wanted to keep this at 15, 20 minutes or so, so I won't go too long. Let's talk briefly about some watch outs. You know, just some things to be careful. I've got a couple, and I'll let you chime in, and then we'll uh, we'll bid adieu. Relationships, inner office relationships, very very difficult. Especially if you're a manager, you've got to be very careful with those, and we try to avoid them at all costs with our clients. You mean like romantic relationships? No, or just friendships. Okay. <laughs> no, obviously yes, romantic rela- relationships because that can very easily look like turn into a sexual harassment right. or, or a sexual discrimination lawsuit. Be careful with that. Um, be careful with uh, you know age related things is is a big one. Uh, Terminating someone older and replacing them with someone younger, or terminating someone younger who is doing the same job and replacing them with someone older, that can always get you in hot water. Yeah, I'll, I have I have one very simple rule for termination that most people can avoid 
getting in trouble. Let's just be a good person. Yeah. Be a good person in what right. you do. <laughs> and, and, you know, don't terminate somebody because they're old. Don't terminate somebody because of their right. race or because of, you know, they've they've refused to have some romantic relationship with you. Whatever it is. Don't be an idiot. That's a <laughs> One of the things we see a lot of times with our small business and startup clients is people get terminated because they don't really know what they're supposed to be doing. And then, and then the manager or the founder gets upset. So you have to clearly define these things. I know that you don't want to incur a bunch of legal costs when you're a small business or a startup. But doing some things, talking to an attorney and having them walk through, you know, getting a good employment agreement in place, laying out the rules and responsibilities, and putting together a uh, employee handbook can really save you a lot of money down the road. So absolutely, those are the thoughts I have. Ray, you got anything else? No, it's just it's it's like car maintenance. If you spend a little money up front and a smaller amount of money over time, you're going to save on the big hit later on, and it's worth it. It's also why you should brush your teeth and not just wait to go see the dentist once every two years. That's a completely Good point. And, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Ray gave you on one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the VK Podcast. This has been Office Hours. Email us, podcast at com. Be happy to take your thoughts and comments and discuss them on an upcoming podcast. <laughs>